Today's daf is daf Mem Dalid, page 44, in the Helig Masechah Sedar. And we're going to back up to the bottom of Mem Gimel Omud Beis. We're going to begin with Tanya, three lines from the bottom, the last word on the line. Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. Tanya. beautiful. Okay, <laughs> we'll start with Tanya. Three, three lines to the bottom, la- third to the last word. Now, if you think today's daf is short, you are in for a surprise. <laughs> Get ready. This daf is going to be so much fun, but it's going to be a lot of cheshbainus, a lot of thinking. And let's give a introduction to allow the daf to move faster. I'm going to share a bunch of uh, what's in- initially seemed to be different ideas, but we'll see how the Gemara brings it all together. The primary focus of today's daf and daf memhei, which is Ahmed Aleph of, of tomorrow, we'll see if we finish the whole parak today, we'll see, but is, it has to do with making something hefker. Okay? Making something hefker. Now the reason why, let's remind ourselves, the reason why we're getting onto this Shaila is because the Mishnah that we learned on Mem Gimel Ahmed Aleph at the end told us that if somebody were to forbid his friend to benefit from himself, as a last resort, the Tanakama says, if you're out on the two of you, are out by yourself, and Shimon is not allowed to benefit from Ruven because of a vow, but Shimon needs to eat, the Tanakama says, Ruven should just put his food on top of a fence or on top of a stone, declare it ownerless, and then Shimon's not benefiting directly from him. Shimon's benefiting from Hefker. That was the Tanakama's idea, which Rabbi Yaisi disagreed with. Rabbi Yaisi disagreed with. Rabbi says, no, it's not going to work. And yesterday we gave a few different, uh, a couple of different approaches as to what Rabbi Yaisi's issue ultimately is. But even putting the Svaras aside, putting the logics aside, just remember, the Tanakama who will call the Rabbanon hold that once you make something ownerless, it's permanently ownerless. You no longer own it. Rabbi Yaisi is going to say no. Rabbi Yaisi says just because you declare something hefker does not remove it from your domain. One of the reasons we said yesterday perhaps could be because nobody else acquired it, needs somebody else take ownership before totally losing it on your, your end. Okay, that was an approach. But Lemaisa, we see that Rabbi Yaisi doesn't hold that declaring something ownerless right away at least, makes it completely hefker. Okay, so that's the first thing to notice. The second thing to give as a hakdama. okay, the first one was pointing out the machlaikas, second one's a, an, an interesting idea, which is like this. There's a, there's a halacha that biblically, you're only obligated to separate truma and miser from animals that were born to you and land fruits and produce that grew in your land. Any land that at any point within the growth of the fruit, that land was ownerless. Any land that's ownerless at any point in the growth, that food, you do not have a biblical obligation to take truma and maizah. Now the reason for that is, based upon of a pasuk, which says that when do you give Meiser to the Levi? It says, Levi, the Levi will come, Asher imach, that never had a chelek and nachla, which is a fascinating idea, um, which is that when something's hefker, ready for this is so gishmak, 
It's not that nobody owns it. You know who owns it? Gans Klal Yisrael. And since everybody owns it when it's Hefker, you're not obligated to give Meiser to the Levi because you only have to give Meiser from something that the Levi had no chilek v'nachla imach when he never had a, any sort of partnership in it. But if at any point of the growth, at any stage, the Levi had a chilek in this, so Mamela, there's no longer a da'iraisadika Meiser. Fine. So that's the second thing to mention in the introduction. And here's the third and final thing that we'll mention within our introduction. And that is the Rabbanon made Xerah. The Rabbanon made Xerah. That because of number two, that if it's ever Hefker, you do not need to take Miser. They said, you know, we're concerned, and there actually was a Tkufa, there was a stage in time where people were purposely being mafkir their fields to not have to separate Miser and then reacquiring it. Because now the Levi had a chilek, and now I'm reacquiring it, and I don't need to give. According to the Rabbanon, it's hefker. According to Rabbi Yossi, uh, uh, so, so, so we'll see how that pans out between Shita, Rabbi Yossi, and the Rabbanon. Beautiful. That's what Rabbanon is going to do for us over here. And another thing is, Rabbanon made Xera to kind of stop that issue in the bud. How would they stop that issue in the bud from the beginning? They say, from the time you make something hefker, there's a three-day waiting period that if you take it back within three days, you never made it Hefker. Because this way, if you make something Hefker, you're taking a risk. Somebody else could come and get it. And that would get rid of all the tricksters that are trying to say, oh, yeah, I'm making a miser, but only up for grabs, down for keeps. Look, I don't need to take miser. If you make people wait three days... Then if they take it back within three days, it's been there, they're still obligated to Meister. If they need to wait three days, somebody else come along and take it. Right? So that's the third, uh, the, the third piece of information that we need to have as we, uh, as we tackle today's daf. Clear? So three things. First of all, as we clarified, Machlekes Rabbi and the Rabbanon about what it takes to make something Hefker. The second thing we focused on was the halacha that if anything's ever Hefker at any stage, of its growth, you do not, you're not obligated in Miser. And the third, um, the third thing that we learned just now is that the Chama made a decree that within three days of making something Hefker, it's not really fully Hefker. Because you could always take it back and retract. Okay, so now with that information in mind, let us get going. Zok, the Gemara, three lines to the bottom, I'm Gimlom at Bez, Tanya, we learned in Abghaisa. Somebody who makes his field hefker, kol shloisha yamim, up until three days, yachol lachzer bai. He is able to back out. Now, what this means is, if you take it back, it never became not yours. That's what yachol lachzer bai. It is yours, but under the same ownership. You understand? Now, this seems to imply, even if somebody were to take it, a day after your mafkarit, you still have up to 72 hours to say, hey, you know, whatever, I, I, I have it back. Now, the reason why the Chum did that is very logical because they're just being consistent with their decree. By them saying nothing's really hefker for three days, you got to be consistent and say, that means even if somebody else takes it, I have a right to take it back within three days. Okay. Mikan ve'elach, but after three days, ain yochol boy. You are not allowed to back out. Now, you can 
acquire it again. You understand? The same way somebody else could take it after three days, I could take it for three days, but I can't back out in as much as to say I have my original ownership. Now, what's a a practical difference whether I'm staying with my original ownership if I take it back or whether I need to make a new ownership? Trumas and Meister is beautiful. I now am no longer obligated in Meister because it's a new ownership. So what I just did is like this. I made my field Hefker for three days. After three days, this field is Taka Hefker. The Levi has a Chelek in it. So if I reacquire it, I'm no longer obligated in, in Meiser. Is this a shtick? Is this a chap? Huh? Maybe, but the Meiser, you made it hefker. And you, the Chachamim, you know, already created the boundaries of three days. So we got rid of most of the shtick. We got rid of most of the Ramois. Okay. Weiter. Top of today's daf. What a, we'll call that the Reisha. That was all the first halacha. Okay, the first halacha of this Tanya, of this Brisa is... And I'll, you'll, you'll, we'll see soon why I'm differentiating between the Reisha and the Sefer. It might look like a contradiction. It says, if you make a feel Hefker, for three days you come back out. After three days, it's now Hefker and anybody could take it, you included. All right. Now let's get to the next part of the Brisa. What we'll call the Sefer of the Brisa. Omar, the owner says, What if the owner says, I want this land to be Hefker? For one day, l'shabes achas for one week, l'chaydesh echad for one month, b'shana achas for one year, l'shvua achas for one shemitah cycle. Ad shalay zocha ba bein hu bein acher. If nobody else took it within the seven years, within the year, within thirty days, within the week, within the day, then yachol achzer bay. It's now taka hefker, and it's a new ownership. I'm sorry. No, no. Yochol Lachzerbay is you can back out, which means you go back to your original ownership. Misha but if somebody came along within that day or within the week or within the month or within the year or within the Shemitah cycle and took ownership, Bein Hu Bein Acher, Ein Yochol Lachzerbay. Oh, hold on. Same Yochol Lachzerbay, he's not allowed to retract. Okay, in other words, once somebody takes ownership during that allotted time that I called it Hefker, the owner can no longer take it back. Now, Rabbi Ravinsky is asking a starker question, a strong question, which is, according to the beginning of the Brisa, it says you have up to three days to back out. Over here, it seems to imply that within one day, somebody else can take it and the owner cannot, uh, cannot back out. Okay? Now, the answer to that's going to be that since the whole reason why, listen to this, this is an important question. Since the whole reason why we gave up to three days was for shtikmachers to try to get out of, of uh, their miser. So what we're going to say is if somebody else goes and take it, we're not bothered by that limit anymore. We're not bothered by that because you can no longer do that. The only issue of three days is if the same guy goes and takes back if he takes back the same property okay then we say he can back out so what's the whole point he can back out huh 
Ask, ask, because this is going to lead. I know what you're asking, because we're going to lead to the next question. The idea of Yachol Lachzerbo means if I'm mafkir today, I have three days to say I changed my mind, and if someone takes it tomorrow, I can still take it back. Because, because it was I never yours. Because it was never there. You, you never lost I ownership. Never lost okay, so Barabinsky is asking from the Reisha, it seems to imply that, well, I don't understand, your ownership push it never ended right. by making it Hefker. And from the Seifa, it seems to imply by making it Hefker, your ownership did end. Excellent, uh, excellent thought, excellent ta'ara. And that's exactly what, no but, that's what the Gemara is actually going to use to try to channel the Machlaikas now between Rabbi Yaisi and the Rabbanon. And say, from the Reisha, which says that Eino Yachol by you're retaining your ownership, that seems to be Rabbi Yaisi. Who says that you need more to make something hefker? You're retaining your ownership. You can't just put on a rock and then see you later. And the seifa, which seems to imply that that it's taka gone even within three days, seems to be like the rabbanon, which in our mishnah said that if Shimon cannot benefit, all Ruve needs to do is right away put on a fence, declare it hefker, and it's hefker right away. See, here we go. Beautiful says the Gemara. Reisha rabbanon sefer sefer abyasi. Not the entire, the entire brisa can even be the rabbanan. Ask the Gemara the obvious question. Okay, you can't just say that. You got to show how it works out. If you're going to tell me that the entire brisa is like the rabbanan in our Mishnah, why did we say that as long as nobody had uh, took possession of it, he can back out? According to the Chachamim, it's been completely hefkered. It's completely hefker, like in our Mishnah. It's been hefker. So what's with the Yachol Achzerbai in the Reisha? What's going on here? So it says the Gemara like this. I'll tell you why. Here we go. Our whole question, the issue in the Bryce is based off a premise that when somebody makes a time-bound hefker, it's the same as a... Uh, unlimited hefkeres. Says the Gemara, shiny shano shvua He says, I'll tell you why. And this is just an expression of any time-bound hefkeres. It's not usual, it's not common, it's not normal for somebody to go say, I'm making my land hefker for three days. I'm making my land hefker for two years. I'm making my land hefker for seven years. And since that's not usual, the Chum never had to make a decree about it at all. So we're going to say that even when, you know, why did this guy do that? Why did he make a, a time-bound svara on his, on his uh, statement? What he means is, is he wants to just put parameters around when his statement is going to take effect. So that he can kind of control when other people are going to take possession of the property. But in a case where there's no time-bound uh, reality over there, so we taka could have a different Allah. Taka could have a different Allah. So that's one possible answer. Okay, Ula. Ula says that no, there's no contradiction in the Reisha and the Seifa. Because the Reisha is dealing with the case where he was just mafkir his field regular. And that's where we say that for three days he could back out. Afterwards, it's a new ownership, which is the Rabbanan. And even the Seifa, the Rabbanan are going to agree with that reality. Okay. Says the Gemara, another possible answer between the Reisha and the Seifa. Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish says, Mi de Seifa Rabbi Yaisi, he says, not the entire Brisa 
is the Chacham. Actually, the entire Brisa is Rabbi Yaisi. How so? It says the end of the Brisa is Rabbi Yaisi. Reishanami Rabbi Yaisi. Even the beginning is going to be Rabbi Yaisi. Okay, now again, Rabbi Yaisi was of the opinion that it's not completely Hefter. And therefore, either way, you should be able to back out within three days. So the question is, if you're allowed to back out within three days, why is it valid? Okay? So the Gemara says like this. Beresha, and in Beresha, Hainu Taima, Beresha, Hainu Taima, Deloy, Lishtakach, Teiras Hefker. The Reisha, Rabbi is going to say, is a different halacha. Why is it that we don't forget Teiras Hefker? What do you mean Teiras Hefker? The halacha, that when you make something Hefker, you're no longer Chayav and Meiser. Rabbi Yaisi very much wanted that to make a, like an additional gzera that people should know if something taka is completely hefker and then you renew in ownership of it, you're taka not chayev in meiser. That is an important idea which the Gemara is going to see. It's going to explain why that's an important idea. The Gemara is going to get into this and we should already like know that, th- that th- there's, a, there's a difference as to um, which maestras you're allowed to take on each other. Uh, do you combine maestras? What if one's a maestra d'rabona and a maestra d'raisa, so on and so forth. So says Rabbi Yaisi, the Chachamim, what they did is they said that you cannot back out um, after three days, even if nobody took your field. Why? This way it keeps the halachas of Hefkerus and Meiser in check. Do you understand? What's happening here is like this. Rabbi Yaisi is going to say that we want people to know when the original owner made it Hefker and then took it back after three days, we need people to be aware that this is a new ownership and therefore it's Pater from Meiser. So how they do, what they do to make sure people knew, they established a three-day wait time. And they said, no matter what, whether somebody took it within three days or whether nobody took it within three days, we have to create this gap of time, this gap of space between your first owner, or three days, between your first ownership and your second ownership. This way it's clear to people that, uh, that the, the produce is here, Mitaras, a second ownership and not a first ownership. Ask the Gemara, okay, hold on. If that's true, I feel me nami So why don't they just allow something to be hefker on day number one? Why are they waiting three days? Yeah, maybe the Gemara is asking, like you know, make an announcement, whatever it is. Like we said before, because the Ramon that we spoke about in the introduction, that there are, there were people who were tricksters, and they would make they would say hefker, not hefker, it's mine. Hefker, not hefker, it's mine. And they would say, oh, well, I don't need to take wiser. What we did was to protect against that, we said three days. It's got to be three days. Otherwise, um, uh, otherwise there's going to be uh, too many people tricking. And that's why, get ready for this, this is going to segue into Ahmed Bey's. Ready? Here's going to be the problem, uh, not the problem, but what we're going to have to tackle. The Rabbanon are declaring that if you were to take back ownership within three days, it's not, it's not your ownership. Okay? Now, Midai Raisa, you could do this. Well, the Rabbanan said if you... It's not a new ownership. Right, it's not a new ownership. It's not an ownership. It was never... Right, because it was never half group to go back within three days. So now here's going to be the problem. And this is, where we're, this is what we're going to segue to. The problem is like this. 
Biblically speaking, if I own land and I have produce that grows and I declare it Hefker and then I declare it mine, it's mine. It's a new ownership and <laughs> there's no obligation in my soul. The Chachamim say, oh, we're nervous about Ramayim. We're nervous about tricksters and therefore within three days we're going to say it's actually your original ownership. So the Rabbanon are saying it's your original ownership, which means they're obligating you in Miser, when really, biblically, there's no obligatory Miser. Fine. On the surface, that seems to be understandable and not really opening up a can of worms, right? Until now, I had biblical Miser, and now that I declared it Hefker, even if I take it back within three days, it's now going to be rabbinic miser. The Gemara is going to say, Hevra, we have a problem. Because even though we want to come out as a Chumrah here, this is actually going to cause a number of problems. For example, here we go. Ask the Gemara. Avobat da'iraisa lo'yhabe hefker. Really biblically, okay, the, we'll say that this, this land, Loyahave Hefker, was not Hefker. Okay. Now, if it wasn't Hefker biblically, it wasn't ever biblically, I'm going to be Chayov in Miser, even if somebody were to take a, to go ahead and take it from me. Somebody goes ahead and take it, there's going to be a Chayov Miser. Okay. Says the Gemara, here's the problem. Top of the base. The Doma, but the problem is, Asi la asure. Somebody might come to take miser, min from something that's biblically obligated in miser, ala pator, for something that's not obligated biblically in miser, umin apator and vice versa. There's a rule. There's halacha that if something's biblically obligated in miser, you cannot take your ten percent from something rabbinic onto biblical, something biblical onto rabbinic, something that you're not obligated with. You can't do that. So Gemara is saying, Shkayich, you want to be machmir, but what's going to come out is, you're opening up a can of worms, and, um, you know, this that the Chum want to say, you're not allowed to back out. Uh, within three days, it's going to come out that people are going to take Meiser on the wrong thing. So answers the Gemara, okay, you're right, this is not a problem. It's not a problem. So what you have to do is like this. The Amrin lay. We're going to say to whoever has the produce, Ki ma'asrit aser ube. By the way, now that there was Hefker declared on it, you cannot, we let him know. The Gemara's giving a simple answer. We said, oh, you're going to come to take Maestro on a Pator, on a Chiv, a Chiv, a Pator. The Gemara says, so tell him. Tell him that whoever ends up with this, if he takes it back, somebody else grabbed it in between, that you should know this is a unique Story. This has this uh, produce has a story in and of itself. So only separate maestros within uh, within whatever you're taking here. But make sure not to connect it to to anything it's else. More confusing than the original. Situation. So Mesve, they ask the question: Is that taka something that we do? Okay, something that we do. Hamafkir has karmoi. A person who makes his vineyard hefker villa shachar, and in the morning Ahmad he stands up. Ubitsarai and takes the food. So he said it's Hefker, and then he's gonna go and take it for his personal use. Guess what? You're still Chayev as if you own it originally. 
Chayav, Beferet, Vailus, Shikha, Peya. You're obligated on everything that an owner is obligated to leave over for his field. The unripe grapes, the ripe grapes, the fallen grapes, the, the, the forgotten grapes, the Peya, the corn of the field. Upater mena meiser. However, as far as Maestris is concerned, you're Potter because we do say that your Hefker declaration was Hefker. It worked. So here we go. Bishlama Ula, according to Ula, this is okay. It's understandable. Ula said the entire price is the Rabbana. Okay, the Rabbana were easier on making something Hefker. So according to Ula, we could understand this. Why? This brisa uh, works out well as far as Dine de Rabbanon and as far as Dine de Raisa, meaning, me de Rabbanon, there's still a chi of Maisa, because you never lost your ownership until three days. Okay? Um, so Ula will work out very well. El Rish but according to Rish that the entire brisa is Shitas Rabbi now, Rabbi Yaisi says it's harder to make something hefker, and therefore your ability to back out is even midairaisa, even biblically I'm able to back out within three days. And why don't you allow somebody to back out? Only because they're abundant, we're concerned about the tricksters. But biblically it's hefker. So according to your stalkers, we have a problem. I might put them in a miser. Why is he putter from Iser? Midai Raisa, you're allowed to back out because he holds it's harder to make something heavy. You can't just put it on a fence. You can't just put it on a stone. And therefore, even Midai Raisa, he's Chayav and Miser. Beautiful question. How is Reish Lakish going to stim with this statement of putter mina Miser? Again, it's at Hamafkir as Karmai. You made your vineyard. Uh, you made your vineyard Hefker, your orchard, you made it Hefker, you're still high of everything besides from Iser. Ask the Gemara on, on Rish Fakdash, who explained to Rabbi why, why aren't you high in Miser? He did this within three days. It was the next morning. And biblically, when you back out within three days, you have your original ownership. You should be obligated in Miser. Omar Lach, Rish Fakdash is going to say to you, Ki Amri Anna that what I was saying was, that Brisa was all following Rabbi Yaisi. I'm sticking with that. And this that you're asking me, oh, but one second, there's a Brisa that says if you, if you make your, you, your vineyard Hefker, then you're still your putter from Iser. He says, guess what? Fine, that Brisa argues on my Brisa. That's going to be the opinion of the Rabbanon. Harabbanani. In other words, we, we challenge Reish Lakish. Then Reish Lakish, how can you say as all Rabbi Yaisi if there's another Brisa that says... That, that, that you're putter in Meiser, according to Reish Bichai Meiser. So what does Reish Lakish answer simply? You're right, Machlaikas some Brises. My Brises is the Shita of Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi holds you're still Chayav in Meiser because anytime within three days, even biblically, you've backed out. So you never lost ownership. And this Brises that says that the next morning, your putter is going to be the pin of the Rabbanon who, who hold that it's only me, that, that only rabbinically you back out. But biblically, it's Meiser right away. Okay. Very, very straightforward answer. That's one possible answer for the um, stira between the prices. Mechlekes and prices. Top of tomorrow's daf. Let's finish the parak here. It says the Gemara, Iba Yasema. Or if you want, we can give another answer. I'll tell you what the, another possible answer to, to answer the contradiction for Shita Srabiyasi. Okay? For Ishlakish. Iba Yasema, Hada Afkarei Ba'anfei Trin, Hada Akvarei Ba'anfei Tlosa. It depends how you made it, Hefker. 
if he made it hefker in front of two people, that's where we say you're allowed to back out of your statement. But if you said it's hefker in front of three people, then Rabbi Yaisi will agree with the Chachamim, that's Taka Hefker, there's no backing out, it's completely Hefker, even me Daraisa. Even me Daraisa, depends two and three. Says the Gemara, hang those differences in two and three. Where do you get that from? So the Gemara explains, the Amar Rabbi Yechiran taught us, name of Shemini Yitzadok, Kola Mafkir Bishleisha. If you make your stuff Hefker in front of three people, have a Hefker. That's Taka, a complete Hefkeris. Nothing. There's no backing out. It's Hefker. Finished. One of three. It's end of story. In front of two people, it's not a complete Hefker. Okay. It's not a complete Hefker. We're going to explain why in a moment. Listen to this. Gishmak. You should know that biblically, even if you say something is Hefker in front of one, per, in front of one person, that it, it's completely ownerless. Okay? So really, that's Allah Hamidah Raisa. The question is, so what's this whole concept of two and three? Ready for this? It's Gishmak. Why the Chum say that to make something Hefker completely without any Shilas, even Rabbi Yaisi will agree that it's, you need three people to make it totally Hefker. Here we go. For the following case. If I declare something hefker in front of one person or in front of two people, I run the risk of that guy or one of those two being the one to take ownership. And now if I want it back, I need to go to Besden and there's no Adam to say anything. And I'm just, I'm just entering a he, he said, he said, she said, she said situation. If we say, however, that if you want somebody to be completely hefker, it has to be in front of three, you know why? It's very simple. Because if I have three people, one of them, if one of them were to take it, there are still two remaining to be witnesses saying that I made it Hefker and that this guy took ownership. Hence, when you have the three people, says Rabbi Shub and Levi, that's why the Chachamim uh, decreed that, true, biblically, you say it's Hefker, really it's Hefker. But, but uh, if you have three, that's how you know there's no shyness about this, no questions about that, there's witnesses over here that can uh, solidify who the new owner is. Hadron Allah ain bain hamaider. Hadron Allah ain bain hamaider. Hadron Allah ain bain hamaider. Mazlov, everybody finished the fourth parak. The Heliqim Masechis, the Dar Meshem. Tomorrow we pick up with Memhei Amad Beis. We pick up the beginning of the fifth parak. Agutin Erev Shabbos. Have a wonderful evening, Meshem, tomorrow morning, 9.15 a.m.